0: If Maury supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> right, blah <America's first. laughs> blah. <laughs> the
1: blubbity-blah. The blubbity-blah. Sending out good vibes. And the
2: blah blah Good vibes. The blah blah Good vibes. And the blah Good vibes. Good vibes. Underneath breaths of deep gratitude and prayers for guidance and protection. And put on a didgeridoo and shamanic drumming track. Shivers or vibrations and stuff like that.
3: Cool. You start going up through the stars, and you're going through different stars. When I did Ayahuasca, it was actually the same. I started rising up through the universe, and I could also feel my body leave the universe, and it was a sense of bliss and ecstasy that I'd never uh, felt.
0: Okay, guys, welcome back to the America Show. We are going to be chatting with Miguel Connor from the fabulous Aeon Bite. A little bit later, I guess you could almost call it a swap cast in that regard. But uh, yeah, it's a fun show. Good show. He's got a great podcast over there. We have a fabulous chat. He's got a fabulous voice. And we got uh, everybody's favorite podcast, the one and only Graham Trucker Hat Dunlop. How's it going, buddy? Good. How you doing, buddy? Oh, not too bad. Just, uh, yeah.
2: Actually, I don't know if I'm good. I'm. It's kind of weird. I'm feeling a bit out of sorts. yeah? Yeah, it's all good.
0: You're sick of being on lockdown?
2: I'm not on lockdown. It doesn't really feel like, you know, anything different for me that much. No. No, not really. Just creeping the fuck out online. That's all.
0: Is that why you're wearing the hat? I need a haircut. No, oh, that's <laughs> why you're wearing that. I'll cut your hair.
2: <laughs> no, I don't want you to cut my hair. I want to save it.
0: Oh, dude, we could get something. We could get a little thing going where we live stream your haircut. As soon as no, we, no, 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 no. as soon as we get up, you could do like a little thousand dollar no, thing. I'm not
2: doing anything like that. I don't even want to live stream on YouTube anymore. That's like
0: where I'm at is
2: I want to just hide Crawl in a into car. A hole and die.
0: Yeah. We are in that COVID, uh, susceptibility group. Maybe it's that.
2: Is that why? Cause I'm
0: are you 50, 50 yet? this year. Cause you're turning 50. No, that could be not, it. No, that's not it. You want COVID to be gone before you turn 50.
2: That's what it is. eh? No.
0: Subconsciously. No, I feel like we're.
2: The meme that I put on Instagram the other day about that guy moving the 1984 book from his fiction to his nonfiction shelf, I feel like that's where we're at.
0: And I felt like I mean, that like
2: five no, years ago. No, I know, ago. but it's getting worse and worse and worse. Like oh, every yeah. every couple of days, it seems to be getting worse. The stuff that they're trying to pull, and nobody's fucking outraged. I mean, I can't believe it. I want to talk to you about uh, some of this stuff.
0: All right. Fire. Guns.
2: Guns. Guns. What's going on? I need your input. I've been waiting to... I see you almost every day, but I'm waiting to, I don't even talk to you anymore because I'm waiting for us to do it on the show.
0: That's because I'm Michael working. Just,
2: Michael just showed up here too. Hopefully he can jump on the mic. because
0: I'm working that. from home.
2: Oh, what were you showing us there, Michael? Your gun card? what you Michael's call that? A PAL? His gun license. Your, your PAL. Your I don't arm? have my what's, PAL yet. What's the PAL called again? A the, I thought P. Pie, what's the PAL? Private, Private acquisition. Possession
0: acquisition and acquisition license.
2: Possession and acquisition. Yeah.
0: I don't have mine yet. It's still on hold. Really? I thought yep.
2: I thought it was in the mail or
0: something. No, the whole process is on hold. And it froze uh, before everything. you got yours, yeah, it was froze. For, it's been froze for like three months.
2: I thought you got yours in time, just in time. Didn't you get the unofficial like
0: acknowledgement? Well, I passed my. I got my paperwork and everything, but now I need the government to sign off. Really? Technically, I don't. I could just go through the um, Indian Affairs Act if I want, but. Seems like more work. It sounds like that. It it at like... least seems like more work at the time, but now maybe it doesn't seem like more work. All of a sudden, I actually tried calling them yesterday, just because I'm sick of waiting. I mean, for me, it's not a big deal because I've got a good buddy who I hunt with, who's got a pal. So right now, he's just buying all my guns for me and keeping them at his house. And when I get all
2: me, your guns, what multiple guns?
0: Well, I got three.
2: Jeez, you're just getting <laughs> into the whole thing. My God. I'm
0: going to get two more this weekend. Really? Oh, That's geez. what happens when you go to Texas. Yeah. yeah. Texas is wearing Texas off of me. Fear. Well, you know, I wasn't going to get the, the other one right away, but it's a semi-auto. I have so. a feeling
2: Texas' is uh, population is going to increase quite a bit in the next coming six months or so.
0: If I he- was in the position to just fuck off, I might go to someplace like Texas or Idaho right now. I'd probably just go to Idaho, though, instead of Texas. That doesn't seem like a real possibility. I mean, you
2: were just playing that clip. Was that a real clip that you were playing for me? Yeah,
0: yeah, the one I was just playing yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In California, Ventura yeah. California. start
2: California. contact tracing and hunting you down in your house and making sure you're not sharing the same fucking bathroom. I mean, what the hell is going on? Is there- what is going on? I mean, there's. Oh, it's an experiment. It's, it's a social it is, experiment. It's 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 so you got
4: So you have to experiment in all sorts of different directions.
2: You it's know? a mass satanic ritual abuse. I'm thinking. Yeah, it's, maybe it's, that too. It's like trauma-based ba- trauma mind control. I've just started the to the bad. masses.
0: It I'm pretty excited bad. to go to a restaurant, though. So if nothing else, I'm hoping some people take away from this is maybe they stop taking everything that we've got for granted. Because you know what? There is a lot of shitty shit in the West, but then there is also a lot of great shit. You can take that like Jordan Peterson look at things where he's like, you know... Maybe instead of bitching about everything, you could be thanked for all all the systems that were put in place so that you're not spending all your time toiling for things. And I mean, it's not a perfect system, but I'm excited to be able to go out for fucking dinner again, you know? And that wasn't an option a couple thousand years ago, and fucking it might not be an option again. You know, suddenly all that stuff seems a little more you know, a little less taken for granted. is like fucking the whole fucking iron fist could come clamping down in a hurry. So maybe I best get out for more dinners and more like, you know, we, we all went out for that escape room right before they shot everything the fuck down. And it's like, we were just getting into that, you know? And it's like right now I'm just dying to do that again. So, and I think we had kind of gotten that place was called lockdown or something. Yeah, like that. We had kind of gotten as a culture to, as everyone has gotten to a place where we're mostly spending all our fucking time at home anyway watching netflix by ourselves or doing this by ourselves or playing video games or being online on twitter on facebook on whatever the fuck but not actually hanging out with people i mean i've been saying for how long that i couldn't wait to get into a bigger place so that i could start bringing back dinners and stuff like that because it's fucking completely gone and my kids don't see any of it it's like this this generation by generation we lose more and more of our community you mean family dinner doesn't have to be family dinner the dinner on the 16th is a dinner it's fucking 10 or 15 people oh, yeah, yeah. i do not know if you meant like daily a daily bar- dinner no, just, or like no the- just a dinner man just yeah. getting together with more more than your daily dinner more than your immediate family i mean i don't know i can't see inside everyone's home i still we still do dinner at my house you know like when it's dinner time we all sit down at the dinner table today and we don't do anything else but eat dinner um I don't know if that's normal. It seems normal to me. I know that's guaranteed. That's what's happening in Michael's house. Maybe there are some people that are just eating in front of the TV every night. I don't know. We don't do that. But there's definitely um, what I'm not doing and what I was doing even like even and it wasn't with my family. Even when I first moved out here, we were still in the thing where every long weekend was an excuse to have a dinner, whether and it's usually based around a holiday, whether it's Easter or whatever. It's an excuse to get a turkey. And me, me, and Kyle had moved to Calgary, and there was like fifteen or twenty of us in the area that were all kind of from back east for a Grammism. and we'd all get together once a month and get drunk and have a dinner and camaraderie, and that's what I wanted to sort of start to bring back. <clears throat> and I think that I I'm probably not the only one that was missing that because it, it seems like whoever I talk to about it, you know, they're not doing that either, and maybe they're even. Further removed from it than I am, because that's something that when I was a kid we used to do all the time as a family. Yeah, but you're
2: you're talking as if this contract tracing and this I'm not talking about contact tracing. Not, no, no, I'm no, talking
0: but, about locking people in their fucking houses for two months and not letting them go see their cousins. Yeah, yeah, I know, but their you're their talking buddies.
2: as if it's there's a new normal. Haven't you seen every? No, fucking there's not headline? a new normal. It's coming. That's Maybe. what I'm talking about. I mean, do people I'm not tar-
0: preaching the new normal because I because every no, single that, fucking well, of outlet out there ta- is talking about this no, is normal. I don't think what it what I'm,
2: is. I'm, that's what I'm saying to you. I is think that this is what's scary about no, it. No, I that think they're going to try more of the game. that.
0: You guys need a referee or what? Well, I'm not looking at it like that. I mean, i I'm could, at it like I could that. take it the look as looking at the grim way, but I mean, sure. I think they're trying to take it. It could all be over. But at the same time, all these people are about to come out of their houses and realize that they fucking love people more than they thought. They need people more than they thought. They need some camaraderie. They need to to oh, see I agree other with, people. I
2: agree with that a hundred percent. But so I don't give a fuck is... what
0: they're trying to do. I mean, you know what? I've decided through all that. I can't wait to get rid of this fucking thing. Totally. Yeah. yeah and you're, I'm you're not the only at your one. Phone. Yeah. So I'm sick of it. If a bunch of people, the only thing. That's keeping me on this fucking smartphone right now. No, I don't give a fuck about the chats. I can do the chats on my computer. I do the chats more on my computer these days than I do anything else. So what keeps me on this right now is my day job. That's it. The second my day job's gone, I'm going to a fucking flip phone and I'm going to get an iPod that I can. Or even if I have one of these, I figure if I have one of these, it's just going to stay in the center console of my truck. Because I figure they're tracing my truck already. So what's the difference? You know what? I've got the truck that's got the OnStar and the GPS and it's like guaranteed that thing's tracked fucking every place if they want it to be. It's got navigation and everything in it. So if I did a, if I keep a cell phone, a smartphone, it's just going to stay in there in that truck in my center console. But I'd really like to just go fully flip phone. I thought Adam Curry was crazy a year ago and I've come well, full we saw, circle we, I on I think
2: that. we all know that this was a possibility, but to, to see it happen and to see how blatantly mistaken the science and the media is on the stuff and how they're pushing all the stuff that doesn't make any sense. See, I'm taking an
0: optimistic view of that because I feel like fucking a hundred million people just got red
2: pill. Yeah. No, no, no. I I was thinking that yesterday because there's a bunch of people that are like I I go through those periods of great great gratitude where I'm like, actually this, I'm kind of happy this happened because people might realize now what Darren's saying, but then I go back to, Oh my God, I can't believe it's this bad. And we haven't even got into like, I've been seeing stuff on the, the masks not being a proper thing. The spreading
0: being here.
2: Like none of the science is being challenged. We're selling more masks in a week none of the than we
0: have is, t-shirts in a year.
2: None of the science is being challenged at, at, at any level in the mainstream. And we should probably just gather all this up and do a show one day and to challenge all that science. Cause it is being challenged in the alternative, but we're getting censored everywhere. But I mean, it's everything from that guy in Africa testing Corona on animals. And he, he kept all the tests aside and did some samples and interesting results, like all kinds of holes in the narrative that people just aren't
0: seeing. Yeah. I stopped paying attention. Yeah, I've seen
4: so much disinformation that tries to get all of the yeah. truthers to go after things yeah. that yeah. are obvious yeah. hoaxes, right. but they just want you to click on it and yeah. pass it on to your yeah. friends and yep. create exactly. this whole thing so that yep. they
0: can point at that and be yep. like,
4: "Look how fucking crazy those guys yep. are." So there's a lot of that too, you know.
0: And there's a lot of people that just want clicks and likes. Yeah, there's a lot of people that just post shit to try and get fucking likes just for the fuck of it. So what did get and then there's and then up. there's
4: a lot of people like myself that just Put shit out there just for fun, you know, just totally like the comics section. Yeah. Well, like we, we used to have the newspaper, and you'd read the comics. The There's comics aren't. Newspapers. Nobody thinks the comics are real.
0: There's still comics, but they're too. very
4: necessary in the paper, right? Like I think a lot of people go straight to the comics. A lot of kids do, right? At least. So then you've got to have that. If you're going to have this whole new thing and your comedians are all locked down and everything, they can't say anything. Well, the, meme, the memes, or are, anything. the
2: memes are taking the place of the comics, really.
4: I yeah, mean, the memes
2: are. Yeah, I guess that's true. Go to the meme smithery channel in our My point that, is. In our chats, please.
4: My point is.
2: Post your memes in our meme smithery channel.
4: So much of the news is just hypnotic trance. They the 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 music comes on and immediately that gets you. And then whatever they place inside there, you you almost at the end of who watching who the fuck news is
0: still watching the news? Dude, a lot well, of people are. The
4: TV is on in most homes all
2: day long. It
0: but comes that is not just, my problem. No, but no. But it's okay, not just so the you news. Don't care, it's not but just
4: whatever. that.
2: It's not just that. It's not the. It's not the TV now that's doing it. Right it's the virtue it's it's what they talked about in the in event 201 it's they have the messengers out there now they have the whole the hollywood elites virtue signaling they have the yeah. the coaches and the fucking twitter. players of the pro sports virtue signaling they have the twitter is happening they're pushing yep. the news it's not the news on the tv anymore it's the cultural news that's happening like the fake news that's being allowed and anything that dissents it is not being allowed you know you can't even Talk about vitamin C being good against corona on YouTube. I mean, the, but how can you follow the who, who and the who is wrong is. half the time? I mean, yeah, look, totally. not half the time, but they've been wrong. Yeah, a lot.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I'm they not obviously even, have an agenda. I think you're paying too much attention to it. I really do. I'm just in our chats. Stay out of Instagram.
2: there and on Instagram too. Yeah, stay no, out but, of there. But it's it's a good sample of what's happening. It's it's a good. You know what, what it is?
0: It's just the fucking election cycle again. Oh, it totally is. It's, it's the been fucking going on election since cycle, just elected. like it was it in I mean, But I mean,
2: you're, you're saying like you're not paying attention to this, or you're, maybe we're paying too much attention to it. When our prime minister just came out with gun laws that I wanted you to talk about, because I don't know what's going on with the guns, right? Well, it's I mean, not that to do alarming with COVID. to you.
0: Of course it does. I've been expecting him to do this for a long time. Of course he said it does. he was going to. It's, gonna, part of the, it's, it's the, nothing the, to do with COVID. It's got the fact to do with a bunch of people just not, got shot.
2: The timing is not suspect to no,
0: you. Yeah,
4: totally does.
0: What? Cause he
4: met with Gates just a couple days no, ago and then he comes no. out right after that and says, we're going to give $800 Buddy million fucking, to
0: the who I don't care about the who we're talking about gun laws three. You don't months, think they're connected. Fucking three years ago he ran on the, or they, he just ran on the platform of banning assault weapons. The second that shooting happened, that's the fucking first thing I said was there's, there's goes the fucking assault weapon. That's it. Guaranteed. I mean, the beauty thing is that he did it with, um, He didn't technically legislate it. He's just done it with, um,
4: you can't mandate vaccines if they all still have guns. You can't force them to take products if they still have a way to defend themselves. Okay, the two I still have are, guns. the two are very. Anyway, much the component. liberals
0: have been running on banning this exact list of guns for like eight years now. Trudeau said three years ago he was going to do it. The second the shooting happened, but
2: when do they follow up on
0: their promises? I mean, geez, these guys never do what they say. Well, when a bunch of people get shot, right. guaranteed, the second that happened, he was going to use that as his his platform to. Yeah. So what? But what's the technicalities
2: the of it? Are they just ban- Like I hear in you know banning all these sorts of. Rifles and stuff, and is
0: it, uh, like, no, obviously really type of it. guns none of, the, none of my guns are none affected. None of your guns are affected?
2: Oh.
0: I mean, if they do a second round, maybe I start to worry about semi-autos, but the only semi-auto I'm really interested in is a shotgun, which I don't see him touching, and a twenty two, which I don't see him touching. So, so far, nobody I know personally is affected by it. I don't know any real gun nuts, though, that have, like, ARs and shit like that. I've seen some people on Twitter that are pissed off. They have to turn in their ARs, but I mean, who knows a lot. Now it's a two year thing. So a lot can happen in two years because it's not a legislation. It's a regulation. So, I mean, what I think is it's just going to turn into an election thing. now.
2: Did you hear about them pushing all this money overseas to help a bunch of people out? Uh, 750 million or something like that?
0: 850 million or something. Yeah. That's the way it goes. I know there was like, 80, 18 different kinds of missile launchers that got banned.
2: <laughs> Who's got the missile launchers?
0: Well, they're already banned. So I haven't really had time to dig into yeah, yeah. No, it. But there's I, I not just, a lot affected. There's not, I mean, yeah, I not of the hear guns I'm that. interested all. in are affected
2: Yeah, by. I just wanted to hear your take on it,
0: that's all. That's so, all. I mean, I don't know. As far as I'm concerned, there were guns that were already extremely kind of hard to get in Canada. That was kind of the reason I couldn't get into those kind of guns. The highest caliber I can get that looks like that is a twenty-two. Because the second you get out of the twenty two class, then you need your restricted. And then now that's a whole fucking can of worms. You're on the thing. You yeah. got to, anytime you want to move these guns, you need to call the cops. You got to fucking register with them all the time. You have to have a full-time membership at the fucking... Gun range, and anytime you want to take the gun from your house to the gun range, you got to call the cops and blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, I think there's some fine paperwork in there where they can come into your house and shit like that, maybe without a warrant or without doing all those same steps because you've got a restricted gun in the house and they know. Yeah. So I just kind of like, because I had the chance this weekend to go and get my restricted. And I was just like, you know what? I just, I don't even want my name on that list. Yeah. Because it's just like, Now, every time the cops come to your house or any time you interact with the cops, they just know you've got restricted firearms. Yeah. Mm. So we'll see. Like I say, right now, they're not for sale anymore. And it's two years before they're going to figure out how they're going to work their buyback program. So like I say, we'll see. It'd be interesting to have a gun guy on. I know I met with my buddy Nate today. He's like my hunting guy guy who's, teaches me how to hunt and he's got a bunch of guns. He does his own reloading, all that shit. And he's not worried about any of his guns. Yeah. And I did notice that the petition I signed already had a hundred thousand signatures, which I think is big for Canada. I feel like. Yeah. So we'll see. Like I say, a lot can happen in two years. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I think that they, it's going to turn into an election thing. So I don't think, I, I maybe he was worried about legislating it. I don't know why he took the route he did, but we'll see what happens. it would be an interesting election, a, a gun issue as a Canadian election thing. Personally, I, my, I'll never lose my rifles or my shotguns because I'm an Indian and we have rights to them in the treaty. So maybe eventually I'll, all my buddies will just have to gift me their guns so they don't have to give them to the government.
2: Speaking of Canadian politics, did you hear all that st- did you hear all that stuff about uh, <clears throat> Gavi, Bill Gates' stuff, uh, indirectly lobbying the government?
0: No. Still unplugged. Yeah. I. You know what, dude? The other day I actually almost forgot COVID was a thing because I'm just, if it wasn't for the job sites, I've just sort of had enough of it. People at Safeway have sort of had enough of it. All the people I deal with there seem to have had enough of it. I don't know what Walmart's like and I don't know what Costco's like. I've just sort of taken those places out of my circulation. Gas went up 20 cents overnight though, which amounts to like 40%. Yeah. Are you reading something?
2: Yeah. Just this, the Bill and Melinda Gates foundation helped fund Gabby, right? We all know about that. That's the global vaccine Alliance. 750 million at the time. Wow. They continue to fund it regularly. Then Gabby, Sought the services of this lobbying for, firm, Crestville, Crestview Strategy, and they lobbied the government to uh, on various health matters on behalf of Gavi. Then they're part of the; uh, they've got Liberal Party connections, and they're. It's just I don't know. It just feels like it's the typical way that these um, NGOs and fake charities and stuff push their influence around. So then right after they met and all that, uh, he comes out with this. They're helping all this, uh, putting together all this global vaccine fund, fundraising.
0: I feel like vaccines are taking a hit.
2: Well, that's why they're, is that why they're funding like billions?
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I have never seen so much fucking anti-vaccination sentiment on, well, the only social media platform I'm really on is Twitter.
2: Well, my mom sent me a YouTube video that was taken down. Which my mom, because my mom and I are kind of arguing over vaccines a little bit, and she uh, she sent me this one that was it. The lady that worked for it was in our it was in one of our chat groups here the other day or today. Lady that worked for was it Gates or Fauci talking about how? Uh,
0: oh, I seen that. I didn't yeah. watch it yet.
2: Anyways, it's been deleted on
0: YouTube. <laughs> I tried to watch the David Icke live stream, and it was uh, yeah, yeah.
2: They're really clapping. It,
0: it was already deleted. Fuck, I got to get back a hold of Tripoli. He's got that YouTube substitute. And then Randall and those guys are going on that other new YouTube HowTube, Oh. Something like that. I don't know what's going on with the Wi-Fi. I'm trying to load the jingle.
2: Anyways, that's all I got for that. But I do have a little quote and I got an operation project segment.
0: Can't you get a haircut same. now? I don't know. I what thought barbers just, opened no, on the fourth. No, they're not opened
2: up yet. No, no, no. That's like chiropractors. I think. I think it's like in stages. Like the barbers aren't uh, till the fourteenth or fifteenth.
0: Really? I swear I seen the barber sign out on the corner today.
2: Maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe some people just don't give a shit anymore.
0: Well, that's kind of what I was talking to Tasha today, and because we're looking to go out for dinner as soon as everything opens up here in a week, and um, she was like, "Well," and then she said, "Maybe it won't open," and I'm like, "Eh." I think we're at the point now where some restaurants are going to be open next Friday fucking regardless. I think people have sort of had enough. Worst case scenario, I'll go to the hot dog truck at Canadian Tire. Because that dude is selling. Anyway, I'm trying to play this jingle with the internet. Do you
2: want to say anything, Michael? While you're here? No? Just watching. So I was going through my list of operations and projects to pick and eye. I, I like to try and make oh, it. Oh,
0: Felix is feeling upset. That's okay. Yeah. That's He's okay. upset that you didn't like his jingle.
2: I like, yeah. I like it for some, sometimes, but sometimes mm. a bit, a bit much for me.
0: He texted me. Did he? Is that Graham doesn't like the oh, I jingle. Laugh. <laughs> I just laughed. I laughed at that. that. It's more
2: of a thing. That's just. What kind of thing? You know, it's just. A thing. It overwhelms me.
0: This thing's not going to work. I okay, want to we play the physical a... mail jingle.
2: Okay. Oh, you got physical mail.
0: Yeah, I got right. your dental pills.
2: Well, no, no, no. We're not going to open that. I don't even know what that is. We should, oh. that's the,
0: might be a personal thing. Well, we got this here from Greg, Greg S. in Mesa, Arizona. Mesa. Mesa. There's nothing in here but a check. Oh, nice. A U.S. check, which is going to be tricky to cash. I can cash it. Oh, can you? Perfect. <laughs> It's made out to Grimerica. Nice. $50. Alaska USA Federal Credit Union. No note.
2: Nice. Nice. Thanks. That's great.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Greg. Awesome. Why is the Alaska USA Federal Credit Union in Mesa, Arizona? Just like we have Bank of
2: Montreal here, right? The BMO used to be, you know.
4: Yeah. A lot um, of people go back and forth from Mesa to
0: Alaska. So you would just open an account in Alaska. And then we got this to Graham Dunlap. Yeah, I don't
2: know. We don't have to open Graham it du- I don't know what
0: that is. Graham so. Dunlap. We don't even know if it's for you.
2: Is that my name? Well, you said my name was on there.
0: It says Dunlap. He's going to open it for you anyway. I know. Open it up. It says uh, topical topical dental something or other. And it came to the... Pe- oh, God. And geez. there is a... Oh. It's uh, tooth oil. Nice. Tooth oil... Fresh what, what is tooth oil? breath like, spray, probably oh. like
4: tea tree, or and more oh, like, tooth oil.
2: Like, well, I don't know what is that like toothpaste, but well, it's oil. You
4: were stuff. talking about pulling, uh, doing dental. Some flat floss. Oh, cool. Weren't you talking about that one time about doing pulling? It's an oil
0: you put in your mouth and yeah, it pulls yeah. all everything out. Has of you. someone sent this to us then?
2: Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, thank you, whoever sent it. Try that
0: out. Trusted Health Products Inc.
2: Yeah,
0: cool. Yeah. You didn't order this? N- no. Nope. Oh, well, there's no way of knowing who it came from, but they want us to put it in our mouth.
2: <laughs> it's I, all sealed and it, it's good. It's probably fine.
0: I feel, <laughs> He's so trusting. I feel like if you want to put us something in our, if you want us to put something in our mouth, you have to at least send a note.
2: Somebody will comment on it now.
0: Sure. We still have that honey. But the honey came in the same box as the skull. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it a little more suspect. Anyway, what do you got?
2: Well, I get. I've been looking through these secret projects and operations oh. that I keep a chant that I keep track of, right? And I try and pick one that's appropriate for the the subject. And I know Miguel O'Connor. You can fast forward if you don't want to hear all this to the to the show that we have with him coming up. Aeon Byte, awesome podcast.
0: Tough to start putting and my all time all-time stamp favorite favorite podcast. Fantastic. Yeah. An extra time stamp to skip the project operation. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So I just picked one out of random. I think it was, uh, Operation Amadeus, I think. Amadeus? Yeah. Project Amadeus. And I, and I can't really find a lot about it, but as soon as I pop it up, it brings up, up uh, drugs and government and MK Ultra and all this stuff. So I'm like, well, that's appropriate because Miguel and I are both sober and we talk, we talk about maybe doing, you know, a show on sobriety or something like that one day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I pop it open and, and it comes up with, uh allegations of CIA drug trafficking and all that, which we don't need to get into all that now. But the interesting part is it brings up another one called Project Bluebird. Have you ever heard of that?
0: Project Bluebird? Yeah, not Bluebeam or not Bluebird. I've heard Project Bluebird, I think. No, I have, maybe I haven't. <laughs> now that you mentioned those other two, maybe I haven't.
2: So it takes me right to the CIA website, CIA. Bluebird?
0: Yeah. It's
2: no like one?
4: infiltrating rock band. Tour buses or something? Yeah,
2: I wonder why they call it Bluebird. Yeah, that's... In- oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, maybe. So this is from 1950, going back to April 19... April 5th.
0: What's exciting about April 5th? Oh,
2: nothing. Today's to May I 5th. It was May- I
0: Today's it was May 6th, isn't it? Or seven? So um, it's
2: uh, to the director of CIA... May 6th. Uh, ...from the chief inspector of security staff, and it's about Project Bluebird. And this is like one of these old documents that's on the CIA government website. And talk about... There is submitted for your approval and authorization for allocation of funds, Project Bluebird. In view of the extreme sensitivity of this project and its covert nature, it is deemed advisable to submit this project directly to you rather than through the channel of the project's review committee. Well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. This is, I'm just going to show Darren, it's like the official, like the old, the old official doc. This isn't from Wiki, I'm Wikipedia. i a typewriter. This is a white paper. This is a white paper, yeah.
0: Or at least it's presented on the internet as such. Knowledge of this project should be restricted. Is this on Wikipedia?
2: No, that's what I'm saying. It's oh. on the CIA's website. This is a reading room. Oh. CIA, remember I used to go there all the time for UFO stuff? You never really liked it. So this is no, where you find You really like it.
0: No, no. Anytime you're going to the CIA website for stuff, I feel like they're just, you're like,
2: It's just a, it's a, it's a database probably, right? With all these documents in there, declassified documents.
0: I feel like the CIA makes the website as a joke to see who's actually going to go there and start reading their stuff to see what's up. (laughs) So it says
2: knowledge of this project should be restricted to the absolute minimum number of persons. The project is now extremely important because of the expressions of interest in this type of a program developing in various areas of the agency. It is most important that these varied interests be brought into a single project where appropriate controls can be exerted or exercised. This will avoid compromise of our techniques and interest in this field. It is necess- it is requested that this project be approved and authorized, granted for the necess- necessary authorized? funds as set forth in the attachment. So the references, it references a bunch of stuff. The purpose of this project is to provide for the immediate establishment of interrogation teams for the operational support of OSO and OPC activities. The teams will utilize the polygraph, drugs, and hypnotism to obtain.
0: What's an OPC? I don't know. Is that like an NPC?
2: It's a organ. It's a. It's a department.
0: What kind of department.
2: In the CIA, probably right. Hmm.
4: Operation of parental control.
2: There you go. No,
0: no. You're not buying that one. No, I'm, I'm not sure why I put this you're, in my mouth.
2: You're already losing interest in this. I'm trying to read it fast. Well, no, I'm not losing teams, interest. I was never interested. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to know what some of these secret projects were doing with drugs and hypnotism? in the fifties. I,
0: I do kind of, but it's kind
2: of like connected to MKUltra and all that. Just talk about guns. They will use, they will utilize polygraphs. Like the are, are there any guns in this? The uh, CIA maybe, website. Maybe, maybe to attain the greatest results in interrogation techniques. So they're going to use drugs to interrogate people. And it's important that this project be established in as much as considerable public and government interest is recently developed in the use of hypnotism for the interrogation. Which one was the and one for personality control purposes.
0: Do project contra. This
2: is, fascinating. See? That'd be a good
0: So is this where Disney
4: came from? Is this where Disney came
2: from? Uh, The interest stems from the recent spy trials in Hungary and other satellite countries. Satellite countries?
3: (laughs) Is Hungary a satellite uh, country?
2: No, I mean, this is the point. Within a number of areas of CIA, there has developed considerable interest in the field of hypnotism. And one of the basic purposes of this program is to bring all such interests within the purview and control of a single project. It is extremely important that any action by the CIA in these fields be restricted to the knowledge of a number, minimum number of persons on a top secret basis to present, to prevent compromise and unfavorable repercussions. I can't do this while you guys are laughing over there. I'm sorry,
4: he squirted this stuff that he got in the no, mail in no. his mouth, I and then made a funny tired. face. It's not bad.
2: So I'll skip skip further along here. I don't want to get to the gripping guys. part. No, that was <laughs> gripping. That was already good stuff.
4: <laughs> CIA uses drugs and hypnotism. Is go there a, for a further? Go
2: further. Figure. Activities in this field are so highly specialized that untrained personnel should not experiment or attempt to apply the techniques of hypnotism, hypnotism under any circumstances. This project will provide highly qualified and technical perf- personnel to perform all aspects of, of interrogation for all areas of the agency. The immediate purpose of this program is to provide interrogation teams utilizing the cover of polyga- polygraph interrogation to determine the bona fides of high potential defectors.
0: The bona what? And <laughs> 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 the
2: That's one way to say it. It's okay. It is. See?
0: Bonafideness? Bonafides. Bonafides? That's not actually. (laughs) (laughs) That's straight on the CIA white paper.
2: (laughs) Bonafides, you know? There you go. That's better.
0: Is that rant contra on there?
2: A team is to be composed of three persons, consisting of a doctor, psychiatrist, a polygraph, hypnotist, and a technician.
0: Drug administrator?
2: Yeah, Oh, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip by all this stuff, I guess. What I
0: kind of drugs?
2: That, well, I don't know. I, you know
0: well, I if you into... knew, that would be way more gripping.
4: That's farther down. That's like 60 pages in. How long do we have on I this? I feel like intro? I'd be
0: way more committed to this segment if you didn't do it so on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the on the flyness of the show. This is the thing. I know, but, I know, I know, I know. you so have so no idea what's yeah. in that project operation. I do, I read it before,
2: I read it before Did with the show, yeah.
0: Is there like, suspenseful music playing in your head when you're reading it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> the use of interrogation teams will be considered as top secret and knowledge of such activity within the CIA will be restricted to only those who have necessity must have knowledge of such operations. Okay. I on. like the old stories where they used they don't to like have the type of drugs involved.
0: spike buddies water with like three hits of ass and then lock them in the laboratory in the basement for three days and observe them. Let's find those project operations. Okay. Or I would love to hear Operation Contra. Or was it Project Contra? Uh no, it was or, wasn't that the one where Bill Clinton was yeah. letting them fucking smuggle drugs through Arkansas to fund uh, the illegal war? Was that the Vietnam War? No, then I wouldn't have Iran in the title. Anyway, what else you got? Quote.
2: Uh yeah. Sure.
0: There it's gone dark. Quote. I don't know. The jingles aren't fucking working. See if this one works.
2: I got one more part of this first. Oh, you're going back into. Oh, he
0: found a good part. It's just there's a team. I can't take you seriously with the house. There's
2: a team to be established. Why are you talking over the
0: thing? Uh, he He found
4: something good. Don't you like this? song
2: they say that psychiatrists to be set up in an office in washington which will serve as a co- cover for training experimentation and indoctrination purposes in the use of drugs and hypnotism
0: indoctrinated into what
2: what was that
4: office called
2: i don't know IS&S. all training and the team personnel will be conducted by i n s s that's the
0: office i n s s i and hmm.
2: I ampersand SS.
0: Hmm. I hate when YouTube and stuff takes that and turns it into an ampersand. It just says A-M-P dot dot something.
2: There's a real quick quote. I've been seeing it everywhere lately, so I figured oh, we should Oh,
0: maybe I'll it know in, but,
2: it. Will no more disinformation program is complete when everything the American public believes is false?
4: What ah. is that CIA guy that was? I keep forgetting his oh, name. It's Casey, that, that, right? Yeah, yeah. William Casey? Yeah, William
0: Casey. Yeah. Yeah.
2: William
4: Case, you win.
0: Yeah,
2: good
4: job, nice You sure.
0: can have a spray of the mo stuff.
4: Oh, I, I can. I got some when it drifted over. I feel you just like put,
0: you
2: just put that guy's name in the chats today. I feel right. like if I did
0: three sprays of that, I'd be drunk. Would have sucked if
2: I
4: forgot it again. Yeah,
2: it would have. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes so people can peruse
0: it at their uh, at their, their leisure. leisure. Ooh, jinx! All right, uh, support the show. GreatAmerica.ca/support. Uh, we could use some more supporters. We could always use a couple more supporters around here since we are uh, listener-supported. We don't have any of that corporate money coming in, no Amazon money, no ad money, no Squarespace money, none of that shit. All we have is you guys. That's it. If you don't support the show, nobody supports the show. show dries up, flies away. Uh, hopefully that won't happen, though, because there's enough fees right now that do get enough value from the show. In your weekly life, the show or two a week that we give you is adding enough value to your day that you find a little value and you want to send a little value back our way, which you can do at grammericaca slash support. Sign up for a monthly. Do a one-time donation. Whatever's clever. Do it there. Maybe you do it this week. That'd be a huge help. Mother's Day this weekend. You could sign up for a monthly in honor of the mother in your life. Uh, you can review the show. You can share the show. Spam Graham. We can always use some more spam. Graham at gramerica.com uh, yeah, America.ca slash support guys. We love you. We couldn't do this show without our supporters. It would no longer exist without our supporters. And we'd be lost without our supporters right now in this crazy COVID world. So keep it coming. And if you do find yourself in the, in the, in a place where you can't afford to support, it'd be great because there are a whack people right now that can't. Of course, those people that can't, if you're bored at home, shoot us an email. We'll give you access to all that black, Budget content for free so I got
2: Project Bluebird is oh. the antecedent or the the pre project to artichoke and chatter as well which is uh,
0: we talked about project artichoke here. Uh, didn't it?
2: <clears throat> it was basically a program that Dallas Alan Dallas and the CIA was yeah. using for covert use of biological and chemical materials as part of the agency's continuing efforts to control behavior.
0: You know who he looks like so, is Joe Rogan
2: with the hat. Oh up. my god.
0: Is that why you're doing it? We should have live streamed today. So so did well, Chad I thought or- we were
2: live streaming with, with Barrett. That's after, why you wore so, the hat? Uh, yeah.
0: Because you wanted to look like Joe Rogan?
2: No. Oh, just
0: just first change it, up it out. Are you is it getting to you that people are talking about how you just look the same every week?
2: No. Oh. I hope I do. I've gained about fucking twenty pounds, so I'm figuring I really? don't look the same.
0: You're no, off I sugar, know, you're gaining weight?
2: I'm not off sugar
0: anymore. Oh, back on? Oh, yeah, that was a long time ago. One big dosing of sugar can fuck up your immune system for 24 hours. Why isn't Fauci saying that? <sighs> hmm. All right, guys. He's got
2: money on you being sick.
0: No, oh. he's got money on injecting the healthy
2: people with the stuff.
0: That too. That seems to be where the money is. I think that's why they're locking us in the houses, stopping her immunity. And it's tracks, it's part of it.
2: Imagine what it's doing. Like, imagine what being locked in is doing to your immune system. That's supposed to be out there.
0: I you couldn't imagine. Bacteria, I was talking to microbes. the other day, like the people who are taking it super serious and like not leaving their house or not leaving their bedrooms be and sick, stuff.
2: Sick. I'm just learning.
0: like, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine. I don't know. I'm prepping one? gardens, so
4: I'm huff, I'm shoveling horse crap and chicken crap and you don't planting in the dirt. Sure. that's the that's that's the vaccine right there. You're pretty telling? healthy. Look at my
0: tan, already. Total farmer. We should get just a Grand America, Grand America I muscle need, shirts. Yeah, I need those for sure. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe a Grand America tube top. Maybe just a couple masks and a longer string. We got a bunch of masks. <laughs> Three masks. <laughs> All right, guys. Enjoy the chat with the one and only Miguel Connor, sexy voice.
2: Tonight we've got Miguel Connor with us from Gnostic Radio, Aeon Byte Gnostic Radio. He's a professional storyteller, garage philosopher, and hedge historian from his website. And we've got his co-host Vance with us as well. I I, I mean, every time I hear Aeon Byte, Vance, you're there. I don't know how much of a co-host you are, but you're always there when I listen. So welcome, guys.
3: Thank you. Glad <laughs> Thank you. to be on, guys.
2: <clears throat> yeah, it's nice to meet you both, finally. I've been listening to you for a while. I love your show. Miguel, honestly, I've learned so much from your show. I absolutely love it. Um, I thought maybe we could start off here. We were talking about how long can we go without talking about COVID. I mean, we've talked about it a lot lately on the uh, show, so we need a buzzer. Uh, I mean, <laughs> but you know, <clears throat> but your show is so deep, and there's so much to learn from there. I thought maybe we could start off by just both you guys kind of describing like what Aeon Byte is in Gnostic Radio, and and go from there.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, uh, my interest as well as Vance. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to speak for Vance because that's how codependent I am. But uh, I'll go ahead and say, uh, interest at Gnosticism uh, uh, came organically for me, just an interest after walking many paths, like Kung Fu in the in the show. Uh, what was the, was the name show Kung Fu events? I forgot. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Well, and then there's Legend continues and all that. Yeah, yes. But like, yeah, like him, like Cain walking the walking the earth and trying different philosophies, different religions, uh, different even some atheism. Just realized that the Gnostic philosophy, the aesthetic, uh, the metaphysics, really uh, fit what I what it fit who I was, and it's been working for the last 13 years. And as part of my learning experience, as well as sharing with the world experience, I started the podcast AM by Gnostic, way Radio, as I call it. And it was always something. Just to share with people who are interested in these things, uh, because I feel the the ancient Gnostics and historical Gnostics have a lot to offer to the world. Very relevant today. As uh, some have said, we live in a Philip K. Dick world, and there's a good argument for that. And of course, Philip K. Dick was very influenced by Gnosticism. So and uh, only we've only doing it. Yeah. Since I met Vance, I think 2017, 18, he started, came along It's been really a full venture podcast, and we hope we have uh, given people more choices about the Hermetic and the Gnostic path, and uh, hopefully uh, given some red pills out there. So that's, in a nutshell, that's me. Right on.
5: About Vance. Yes. Well, I um, got involved with the show when I was a listener, and one day uh, Miguel does these killer intros. Sometimes there's an outro too, yep. and uh, I always found them very inspiring. Um, when you talk to him in person, there's no clue as to how deep he really is. Only the intros really tell you. But anyway, one of his intros said, "Well, now as we come to the end of this endeavor, or something like that." And I heard, "Oh my God, he's going to quit the show. What am I going? How, how am I going to hear more of these shows?" So. I got in contact with him and so forth. And the next thing you know, you know, I had um, become a supporter of the show and got some equipment, started uh, doing um, a little bit of web work with him. And now I do all the editing, the audio editing. And also, you know, we confer with each other about various and sundry things. Miguel's the main guy. <clears throat> I'm the backup guy. Nice. You know, I'm, I'm the guy behind the scenes, you know, Miguel needs somebody to talk to about the show. He knows I'm a hundred percent in because, uh, like Miguel, um, I became a Gnostic a long time ago by myself. Um, I decided to read the Bible one time. And I said, wait a minute, what is this guy doing in, in the Garden of Eden? He's lying and the snake's telling the truth and blah, 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 and on and on. So, uh, you know, I'm an independent guy, you know, libertarian type of guy to begin with. And Gnosticism, you know, was just the thing. That fit my particular life orientation. I like to check things out for myself. Yeah, yeah. So there's a thumbnail description of how I got involved with the show.
3: Right on. Bill, don't have your Ed McMahon laugh, which is what uh, <laughs> would just complete you being in the show there, Vance.
0: Ah, <laughs> what were you going to say there? You got it? That's like, that's like cool. That's a... like, <laughs> you know, when I was listening to some of the podcasts back in the day, like mysterious universe and Grayling report, I would have loved if it would just be like, Hey man, just, you get to like start being on the show. Yeah. That's gotta be like, you
5: know, like a mini dream come true. (laughs) Yeah, it was for me. And you know, my, my, my goal, and you don't hear me a lot in the shows because, uh, Miguel does this thing with most excellently. And, I don't want to interfere with that, with the winning formula. Every once in a while, though, I have a burning question, and I have a certain angle of attack, so to speak, uh, with the guests. I want to get to the bottom of things. I'm the kind of person that gets to the bottom of things. So Miguel asks them about the book and talks about the various themes in the book, and then I sit there and I listen, and then some questions just kind of come to me, and then um, um, you know we coordinate behind the scenes so that I don't step on anybody. And so uh, he'll turn over to me once in a while and I'll get to ask some questions. And uh, usually I think I'm hoping that I represent the average guy. What he might want to ask on the show. Yep. Definitely. So I represent the average guy. Yeah.
2: Always good questions. Well, yeah, I don't know. Your questions come off a little more knowledgeable than the average guy for me. They're pretty, they're usually pretty deep, <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> how long, you, how long are you doing it before Miguel? Before
3: Vance showed up. Just sort of at uh, Free Thought Media. It was an atheist station back in two thousand and six, seven, and again, it was more uh, learning about Gnosticism, doing a show every couple of weeks, if that, sometimes once a month, and uh, I kept going because in two thousand six, I had no, I had no idea about Gnosticism. I had no street cred, but for example, I would ask. Uh, The translators of the Nag Hammadi Library, they said, sure, I'll do an interview. I would ask uh, Bart Ehrman, yeah, I'll do an interview. And I was like, man, I am getting these best-selling, leading scholars of the world. So it just kept me going. And as my uh, interests expanded, of course, it wasn't just classical Gnosticism, because then you obviously will naturally get into Kabbalah, Sufism, the Cathars, the Knights Templar. And then you'll go into Carl Jung and Philip K. Dick and William Burroughs and suddenly I'm just doing the show for years sort of as a part-time and it just it doesn't uh, end and uh, then I'm starting to see, you know, these Gnostic uh, tenets really work well today, especially with the shit show that uh, our world has turned into. It's sort of a an arc on wet dream how everything has turned out. I mean, what the Gnostics were warning, warning about 2,000 years was going on seems to be more and more uh, realistic and I think that's a case that Vance and I have made.
0: Uh, if I may say so, you have an amazing voice
3: for it as well. I think I could I listen to you. Like, would, I wish my wife and kids would agree with that. <laughs> <book>. but, but, <laughs> oh, they don't. I didn't know that. <laughs> no, far from it.
0: <laughs> so you mentioned you're on an atheist. So the first was that like an yeah. online radio or a pod? I guess it was a podcast. Basically, it was like
3: a, yeah, it was like a collective. Uh, it was a station back then. There was no iTunes, or it was hard to get on iTunes. So. So you would have uh, this, been like
0: on the forefront then, like 2006 is definitely, you know, there's only probably a hundred or a few hundred podcasts on the planet.
3: Yeah, and one of the big ones was The the Infidel Guy. It was uh, an atheist podcast, and he started sort of a station, and a lot of them were ex-ministers, scholars, and uh, I sort of reached, I used to listen to a lot of these shows because I enjoyed the works of Robert Price and Acharya S and Bart Ehrman were on this uh on a lot of these podcasts and i said well isn't the the enemy of your enemy a friend how about gnosticism they're the great enemies of orthodox and traditional re- religion throughout history he's like yeah sure come on and he gave me a slot and then it fell apart and I did, then after a few years thank god that te- the technology got better and you're able to uh start broadcasting independently so these are the good old days as they say until they uh Till they shut us all down. Yeah, exactly.
2: Until they, they license us and shut us all down. Yeah, that's yeah. coming soon enough.
0: We'll always find a way.
2: But for now, we'll we are, we're yeah. an essential service for now. We'll just least.
0: pretend <laughs> we're talking about something else for the first 10 minutes and then go off the rails for 10 and it'll be like a 10-minute on, 10-minute off thing. So sort of like guerrilla radio, half is like fucking cupcake recipes. Um. So you mentioned it was like an atheist radio station. So what is like 13 years of investigating Gnosticism? Were you an atheist at the time?
3: No, no, I was not an atheist, no? okay. but again, I, I was interested in, uh, in the ideas and the activism and, uh, you know, taking down apologetics and, uh, encroaching, uh, fundamentalist religion on the rights of people. So I thought I found it, uh, good stuff. I certainly, uh, I, to this day, I still, uh, gravitate or enjoy listening to atheist, uh, podcasts and free thinkers, obviously, New atheism sort of uh, jumped the shark and went <laughs> to some strange places, which I do not agree with, but you know, that's what happens uh, with most, mo- most movements. What's the old saying? Uh, every movement starts as an ideal turns into a business and degenerates into a racket so uh I think <laughs> yeah, Vance yeah. and I have not degenerated into a racket because we haven't made that much money so
2: <laughs> Yeah back in my early podcasting when I started listening to them way it was probably 2007 2008 maybe 2006 even Skeptics guide to the universe like I started out in a lot of that materialistic stuff and that and then I just I kind of Ended up going completely to the other side of things, which is like the stuff we talk about now. But I, yeah, right. I just couldn't handle anymore the, the making fun of uh, people that have seen a UFO or people like it. Really started to, you know, I went there for the science, and then I just felt felt the dogma just pushed me right away into into. Yeah, all kinds it's of
3: like all a, all kinds what, of what did stuff. Jeff Kripal call them? They're not uh, skeptics; they're professional debunkers. Yeah, no matter what you put, that's outside of their. Yep. Their narrow worldview. They're they've already found a way to debunk it without yeah. even listening to the entire argument.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I mean, geez, after doing this show for six, seven years now, I mean, a lot of the stuff we talked about is is coming to fruition. I mean, whether it's conspiracies or consciousness or UFOs or a lot of stuff that we've been following mm-hmm. the data on and the experience and the experiences, it's uh, it's all becoming a little bit more sort of mainstream and known, you know, there's a lot less ridicule now.
0: Just a lot think of people many, are
2: telling their stories, right? Remember? Just think
0: how many people have like, how many times we're going to be at that side. That's just getting shit thrown at it. Yeah. 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 A, right yeah. now, right now, <laughs> right, right now it's <laughs> for Corona, <laughs> but you know, and like, I feel like <laughs> in vaccines. two years from now, we'll be vindicated. And when we started as vaccines and everyone said we were fucking crazy. And now, I mean, it really is starting to seem like the tide is really turning on the vaccine ship more than ever. And I mean, even nine eleven seemed crazy ten years ago. And now it's like everybody knows nine eleven is bullshit. So it's just like you know, it's just like you just gotta put up with like you're gonna get called crazy for a year and then you'll be crazy half the time, and then in a couple years you'll get some vindication.
5: Right, and soon right. they
0: will be
2: coming to you for your opinion on stuff.
0: And it's not even just conspiracy stuff. It goes that goes from the consciousness standpoint, from some of the health stuff that was crazy. I mean, even the ayahuasca stuff when we first started, that would have been kind of the fringier stuff. Now they're fucking everyone and their dog is going out on an ayahuasca trip or the fasting or, you know, the coffee enemas are coming up more and more for fuck's sakes. I mean, I never thought I'd meet another human being that put coffee <laughs> in their ass.
3: Yeah, the only thing we have that isn't coming true with your podcast and mine and Vance's ideas is the idea of freedom. No matter oh, how much we talk yeah. about freedom, the more people want to give away their freedom. So that's one thing we have failed
0: <laughs> or yeah, giving you crap for even suggesting
3: freedom yeah. or that you're not free. I think yeah. that's the delusion. People think they're free when they're far from it. And uh, again, doing a, uh, I uh, brought up coronavirus. This is the great test. Are we free or are we not? We are obviously not free as a society.
2: Yeah. 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 We can't even say it. Some guys are calling it my Sharona Cyrus just to get away from it. You know? Exactly. Your like own name. So, uh, so yeah, I was get-
3: listening, uh, I think I saw you on Twitter, you said you're, you're going to have David Ike as like, don't put him on YouTube, you know what's <laughs> yeah, going to happen yeah. to your video, <laughs> <Yeah>. on you <know, laughs> YouTube, but sure as sunshine. Oh, we
2: don't even pay attention to our YouTube it's We're not monetized or anything, it's just a platform for us to go live and that I, is they can do whatever the fuck they want we, with us. And-
0: there seems to be that if you're not monetized, they leave you alone. That's noticed so far. Anyways, if you're not monetized, they seem to leave you alone, yeah. except for a All couple money. of a few of Carl Woods episodes. But I mean, Carlwood pushes the fucking envelope. That guy's done like four Sandy Hook shows now, with Sandy Hook in the title.
3: Yeah, Pizza He's done everything under the sun, and I know he's he, he gets videos from three years ago, you know, knocked down and whatever. So, uh, yeah, he's walking the line for sure.
2: It's funny how your show, which is more spiritual and gnostic, still crosses over with a lot of these things, right? I mean, once you start digging into the the truth, let's say, or, or deconstructing the lies anyways, I mean, it all leads to the same kind of thing in a way. We overlap with this war on consciousness.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, as uh, others have pointed out and I have pointed out, the Gnostics were the original conspiracies in uh, history 2,000 years ago. There were, as you said, the the crazy guys who said, you know what? These religions are bullshit. These governments are oppressive systems. The entire universe is a construct to keep us trapped by these alien beings. And so, uh, and they were ranting and raving and they, and they had the same treatment. Uh, they were called crazy, persecuted, and they were basically the outcasts and geese, geeks of culture. So, and throughout history, that sort of Gnostic vibe has uh, At least uh, secret societies and other groups have appreciated the Gnostic ethos and what it brings to the table and appreciated what they did as they were the ultimate free thinkers, uh, believers in freedom of expression, and the ones who were, and of course, uh, probably history's greatest anarchists. They were the ones who said, enough, we're done. We're done with these. It's all about the inner individual, the inner light. And everything else can pretty much uh, go to hell. We have to be free or else uh, what's the point in even being here? And, of course, their conclusion conclusions that we were trapped in, uh, as, as they say, in, in this prison planet, in the Matrix. So the Matrix is, of course, the great uh, Gnostic gospel of uh, this century.
2: Hmm. The more I've heard your show in the last couple of years, the more now I keep coming across Gnosticism when I'm reading old esoteric books or or whatever, and, and uh, it gets pretty it gets pretty deep. So what? But what? But I what I can't like I don't know that much about it myself. But what uh, what are the overlaps with Christianity, or how does it? I mean, is there a couple paths that separate out from Gnosticism too? A couple different paths? I thought of I reading uh, I mean, something I about I, that, and then
3: yeah, I mean, you got to look at the soteriology. Uh, cr- traditional Christianity: D- Jesus dies for your sins, right? And the way to salvation is to have faith. <laughs> To the, uh, to the Gnostic Christians, as saying with the Hermetics, it's uh, what saves you is uh, a special type of information. Again, thinking of Philip K. Dick, he said, since the universe is made of information, then it can be said that information will save us. So the Gnostics believe uh, the greatest of sins wasn't, uh, uh, I guess, in Christianity, falling from the garden. They had a different take on the garden. But the greatest sin was ignorance. Uh, there's like the Gospel of Philip says... Uh, Ignorance is the mother of um, all sins. And basically, we are ignorant not only of the, the fake reality that surrounds us, but we are ignorant of our divine spark. And you can call you associate it with consciousness or, uh, you know, extended, uh, I, the extended idea of the extended mind. And we are ignorant that we are better than anything of this universe. And we can make contact with this uh, supreme intelligence, what they call the alien god, because we were trapped in this universe by the construct of these beings called the archons led by a super bad guy called the Demiurge who they associated with the God of the old Testament. So of course that was very controversial (laughs) because in those days, obviously the old Testament was supposed to be part of the Christian resume or the Christian pedigree. But the Gnostics said no way that the the God of the old Testament could be the father of Jesus or even could be a good guy. But again, the Jesus of the Gnostics or Hermes or any, and as they call him, the Gnostic revealers, he is somebody that, that woke you up by giving you a special type of information and showing you certain type of mysteries and rituals. If we go to the Matrix, of course, Morpheus would be the Gnostic revealer. He's the one who approaches Neo and says, look, your life is, you're having these dreams, you're uncomfortable because you know there's something in the world that's wrong. It's like a splinter in your mind driving you mad. Take the red pill which was basically sort of information, or and suddenly you'll wake up to the reality of the world. So, yes, uh, Gnosticism and Christianity would uh, be very different, as Gnosticism was very different than other religions, simply for its uh, antagonistic distrust of gods, governments, and uh, most of uh, sensible reality.
2: Right. Is, uh, Is the overlap in Hermeticism partly to do with that word? Was it Hermes Trismegistus that heard that word, the one word of reason?
3: Yeah, I think uh, from I think in the the constructs or the, when we're trying to figure out where Gnosticism and Hermetism started, it probably started in Alexandria in Egypt, and that was a great city, as Carl Jung called it, the city where East meets West. It was the city where all these ideas were coming together. The Christian Gnostics and the Hermetics more than likely started at either dissatisfied Jews or dissatisfied pagans who would find these, you might say, teachers or gurus who were holding on to the ancient Egyptian mysteries that had been lost because of the Greek conquests and time. And uh, Greek religiosity, especially the mysteries, was very about the experience. It was very personal and it was very mystical. It was about these flights through the heavens and through, through uh, passing these sort of beings in time and going outside of time. And these uh, groups started congregating and getting together in lodges in probably Alexandria, started mixing in a lot of Zoroastrianism uh, with sort of um, Hellenistic philosophy. And these groups started to uh, eventually developed into the Gnostics. I mean, you could even say Paul certainly could be considered an early Gnostic. I mean, he's bringing sort of this mystery religion where there's this cosmic Christ who's crucified by these powers and principalities, but again, there is a information that he's bringing to his churches that will transform you, and he talks about Sophia and uh, archons and all this good stuff, so you can say Paul might have been part of this mm. vibe that was going on in the Middle East that likely started from Alexandria.
2: A lot of these old mystery schools, didn't they have separate classes or separate people that would only be allowed to, to access this knowledge until you proved or until you went through this initiation, you really weren't, you know, I don't know if good enough or, uh, smart enough, maybe the right intellect to absorb all this knowledge. Is that, did that continue on through Gnosticism as well? Or did it open up more to the. To
3: yeah. Everybody? I mean, it was probably small lodges of people, who wanted to be initiated? I don't think there were. There was obviously probably no hierarchies beyond the hierophant who gave you these mysteries, and maybe even not. There's a, there's a t- the story of Marcus the magician, this sort of a, the wizard in France, and he had his like coven of women who would join him, and they would roll dice to switch places. One week, one would be the bishop, one would be the the baptizer, and so forth. So there was these small groups. And, of course, simply by understanding this gnosis, this divine knowledge, and uh, doing these uh, very esoteric rituals pretty much put you separate from others. Later on with the Cathars and the Manichaeans, they sort of separated into hearers and perfects. And the hearers were those like St. Augustine. He was a once a Manichaean. He was a Gnostic. He was a hearer. Basically, you could sort of subscribe to the religion or the movement, but you didn't have to do the things that they ask you, which usually ended up being uh, vegetarianism, pacifism. Eventually, if you moved up, some of them said no sex, although some Nazi groups was the opposite or some was like you had to have more sex (laughs) because they had different ideas how to approach it. Some were very uh, uh, teetotalers and some other Nazi sex were these big drug sex bingers. But eventually, you if you wanted to join the perfects and really know the inner mysteries, you had to make that commitment to the lifestyle. But for most people, you could just stay on the the heroes on the surrounding areas.
2: What about the Cathars back then? I mean, I thought that that religion seemed to be an easy one to swallow as well, similar to Gnosticism. Yeah, they, did, they got hammered out pretty hard, didn't they? They didn't last very long. Like, what was, did you learn about that one at all?
3: Yeah, I mean, that was, uh, of course, they're made famous by... uh uh, the Da Vinci Code, but Dan Brown's The Da Vinci Code. And there were likely an extension of the classic Gnostics and the Manichaeans who settled in southern France. And they had the view that instead of this uh, evil Demiurge ruling the world, they actually said Satan ruled the world. Right, right. Uh, and uh, and
2: Lucifer the, was in there too, wasn't
3: he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Satan and Lucifer were basically uh, the Rex Mundi, the king of this world. And Jesus had nothing to do with even the Old Testament. In fact, I think the Cathars believed, like some of the ancient Gnostics, that Jesus and Satan were brothers. And they were fighting. Later on, the Mormons would take adopt this theology. But uh, they, they only believed in the Gospel of John. They rejected the Old Testament and the, all the other... Uh, Gospels, they really put Mary Magdalene high up. They hated the church. They thought uh, the cross was an evil symbol. And again, it was sort of a special type of knowledge that really helped you out versus uh, sort of acts of faith or believing in this and that.
2: Wow, Vance, do you have anything to add to those questions at all? Are those answers?
5: Yeah, to me, I think um, a lot of Gnosticism, even way back then, is got to do with. whether or not you're going to just follow the leader or, you know, follow the inner self, so to speak, and what you think is true. And I think that probably explains almost all of Gnosticism. That's the root of Gnosticism is to recognize that there's something within you that you can dig into and look at the world and see what's what. And as opposed to just, Caving in and saying, well, this priest or this leader or this politician is, you know, I'm going to follow them. So it's basically followers versus, um, I wouldn't even say leaders, because leaders just the other side of the follower, followers versus um, people that are independent. And that's the root of Gnosticism that I see. And uh, I think there's a cross between Gnosticism and the perennial philosophy, the mystical philosophy, also, because With mystical philosophy, you realize that you're connected with the, you know, what Gnostics call the alien god or the god above god. And that's the reason we can actually have some insight into the world, regardless of anybody else is trying to convince us of. So that could also be the Akashic
2: records for some as well. I mean, there seems to be all these parallels through the ancient mythologies that sort of mean the same. I think they mean the same thing.
5: Yeah, that's that's one model, right? Um, that, you know, all everything that's ever happened or that will happen or whatever is supposed to be in the Akashic Records. And in actual fact, when the way I see it, when you look very deeply into it, there's one giant, infinite thing that has differentiated itself in some ways and is you and me and everybody else. And therefore, the you know, that's parallel to the Akashic Records. It's yeah. probably the simplest way to think about yeah, it. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah.
0: Huh. So going yeah. going through all that um, Gnostic knowledge, did that give you any sort of um, sense of the timeline back then of where, like, maybe when those Egyptian mystery schools were coming from? Like, did, do you think that was from carried over from the uh,
5: cataclysm or like something like Randall Carlson like and guys like that
0: thing, yeah. would allude to? or well- Is it from Babylon? The story about
5: Atlantis, right? Atlantis is one of the big roots, you know, that people point to. Because the Egyptian history, it kind of fades out after you go back in certain ways. But, you know, the Greeks wrote about Atlantis. And I think um, from what I've seen, there's a connection between Egypt and Atlantis. And Atlantis, um, the legends say that they had more of a connection to this powerful Source of the universe and could do more things with it. Who knows if it's true? I have a feeling that's probably true. So, um, but as far as um, I don't have any personal knowledge of of, of the timelines. Uh, I've studied, you know, Egyptology a little bit, uh, especially when King Tut came by in the uh, in the eighties. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty cool. But uh, well, and seems, I was in the Rosicrucians for a while.
2: It seems like a lot of these ancient mysteries do leave leave it open. There's Atlantis right behind you there. Leave it open for, <laughs> for, uh, for, for that to be okay. Like for the ancient, uh, advanced civilization being before the, before the younger Dryas, like before the ice age, that the pyramids, I mean, some of the older books are meaning. It's funny because thinking about this now pushing against the mainstream, you know, Egyptologists and the archeologists think still like thinking that really it only goes back 10, 12,000 years but some of these older books that were written before the 1900s, they were saying that there's, you know, that the the pyramids could go back seventy thousand years back then. I mean, it's not a new. This isn't a new uh, theory of our history. You know, people have been thinking right. this way for a long time. It seems. I yeah, didn't really many people
5: think that. that the Great Pyramid, for example, goes is way older than they say it is.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah.
5: And the things that are built into it are amazing. You probably have had people on the show talking about the, you know, the, the, the circumference of the earth and yeah. the pyramid inches related to this and that. You know, um, there's a guy named Peter Tompkins, I think it was, and the uh, wrote a book on that. Yeah. But all the things that are embedded in the Great Pyramid. But you know, there's Akhenaten too. You've heard of him. He was the first known monotheist, right, Miguel? Uh, and uh, there's a theory that the actual, where the Hebrews came from was they, uh, in fact, even according to their own history, they came out of Egypt, but they were followers of Akhenaten and when he fell out of favor or when he died, um, they had to flee Egypt because all the priests and so forth that came back with the old gods, you know, Toth and, you know, Set, Set and everyone, Osiris and yeah, ISIS and everybody ISIS, else. Yeah, they, yeah, drove them out. So, there, there might be a connection there. There's a lot of interesting theories, but the bottom line is this: uh, I don't know, Miguel. Should I hit him with my theory of everything? Oh yeah, 100%. yeah, definitely. <laughs> this is, We're this about this is where you lay lesson. it all out. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think anything that is possible in this universe has happened or will happen, and it'll happen again and again and again. And so, and that includes all of us sitting here. We could be sitting here a million years from now, a million years ago, having the same or similar conversation. So, the first question is, which instance are we? Are we the million years ago or now or later or whatever? Like, how can we tell which ones we are? And all these different theories, there's probably some universe that it really did happen that way. Anything that's internally consistent and consistent with each of our lifetimes and the things that we've seen, if we use reason and so forth to see what's a conflict, anything that is possible. It's a possible past. So there's multiple futures and multiple pasts. So I don't like to argue too much with anybody over what happened. Yeah, like, yeah, did, yeah this yeah, happened yeah, or that happened, yeah, you know. Yeah. And hey, you know, what? it's all possible. How do we know? All we know is this moment. So yeah, You've got the mind.
3: Mandela effect. Well, don't forget about the <laughs> Mandela effect.
5: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Bernstein or Bernstein, right?
3: Yeah.
2: Well, does that fit into know. your, so that's a different path
5: then? Or a different possibility? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I could easily imagine the yeah. same exact universe up to this point from the Big Bang to here, except one was Bernstein and one was Bernstein. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. That's just, yeah, it. Yeah. Sounds like my dad. I remember my dad saying at one point, if you can think of it, it can be, it's possible. Like anything you can think is possible. There yeah, you go. Yeah. Very. And I, I yeah, realized at the way. time when, when he said that to me, I was like,
0: what if I think you're an,
5: an asshole?
2: Was. It's possible.
5: Definitely yeah. possible. Yeah. Star Trek did an episode of that. I don't know if you remember the one where all of a sudden they were on. Um, I think it was called Yesterday's Enterprise, where all of a sudden they were on a different version of the Enterprise. But Guinan being infinitely wise said something's wrong, but I don't know what. Remember that one? Did you guys uh, watch that? No. Anyway, I don't it was. Yeah, it was the same thing. It was one of these timeline science fiction things, you know, the different timelines. But you know, it's a multiverse, many timelines. Time is multidimensional.
0: So where do the archons fit into everything? Who are the archons? What are they up to?
3: No good, man. They're, are, are they the no lizards? Good. They could be, they could be. I mean, uh, obviously in Gnosticism, the archons, which, uh, is just Greek for rulers are the, you might say, haughty bureaucrats, engineers of this universe. And you can say engineers, if you want to get into ancient alien, uh, engineers of humans. So, uh, and uh, the Gnostics saw them as the, the rulers of fate, the rulers of the stars, and ultimately the rulers of civilization and this earth. And they're, uh, at least from the text, I know there's different views. Uh, the Gnostics saw them very much as the matrix where we, were, we had the divine spark. So it basically fueled them. It was their food for them and even the universe. So their goal was to keep us asleep and uh, basically feed off of us, very much like Neo and the Matrix, instead of the, the electricity, the Gnostics called it the divine spark. Right. Obviously, that idea has sort of changed in modern times with uh, cats like uh, David Icke or John Lamb Lash, where they, they think that the Gnost- the archons feed off of our negative emotions, uh, that uh, they put instill fear and all that, so that then they can eat from our suffering literally i don't know if that's in the ancient gnostic text the archons are depicted as very uh well they enjoy raping they're bullying they're chaotic Uh, they're basically again uh uh, bureaucrats Uh, they're sort of a a a caricature of the roman bureaucracy or any roman or any government for that matter when you think about it and they will use good and bad methods to keep us ignorant if it has to be evil, fine. If they have to buy it, us buy it through bread and circuses, is just as good. So <laughs> now whether they're aliens or not, I mean, again, the Gnostics saw, them, and this includes the Mandeans, the Sidi saw them as, yes, the rulers of the stars who came from the stars and the alien God of the Gnostics or the God above God, like Mance uh, just mentioned, would be this intelligence that's beyond the stars, which humans really do belong to. And of course, this, Obviously, the Gnosticism ties into the Sumerian myth. It ties into the myth of Prometheus. It it ties certainly into Zoroastrianism in the myths where Ahriman is the ruler of this world. So the Gnostics were simply not, uh, they were innovators, but they were not alone in this feeling.
2: Do you have any thoughts about the original question that Vance was ans- answering about the ancient, uh, advanced ancient humans and, you know, the is there room for that in, in the Gnosticism?
3: There certainly would be. It does translate very well into science fiction. That's why science fiction is so popular in Gnosticism, whether it's Westworld or The Matrix or so many other movies, The Wizard of Oz, you name it, uh, Minority Report. It just works really well. The idea of being trapped in an illusionary world that we are the creations of playthings of these sort of, uh, you know, game bosses we have to fight to get through the levels and find our true reality just works really well. So yeah, anything's like, I'm like, Vance. anything's possible. I mean, I know I'm trapped. I know I need to be free. I know that there is a part of me that's greater than this universe. It's a matter of uh, the steps I need to do to, to get there.
0: What are the what what is the original Gnostics take on psychedelics? Do they have any practices with them or how
3: does that, how does that, uh, I have to say, we've gone 10 minutes without bringing up the stupid virus, so what this virus? is a victory for yeah, 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 what virus? It's gone. Mandela effect away. <laughs> it's gone. We You're going to walk right out there. the door. just about
2: and, to ask you about it, and then he, he brought up these questions.
3: <laughs> yes, yes. Um, there were groups. Uh, I mentioned Marcus the Magician, and according to the church fathers, they would put, uh, he would get his wine, and he would put all these... Uh, herbs and as soon as the congregate his witches took it They'd go into uh, ecstasy i mean that's one of the features of gnosticism is a uh, ecstatic mystical experience uh that's always part and parcel of any gnostic uh, group or um thrust and then you have some of the texts talking about certain uh plants and stuff that you're supposed to create uh a Eucharist from and take it. So certain Gnostic groups were certainly into the psychedelics. Others weren't. I mean, it's uh, it really depended on the group. It's almost like they thought of what do we need to get to an ecstatic experience or state of mind. And one group would say, well, we're going to have sex magic. The other group said, we're going to have psychedelics. Another group said, we're just going to meditate until, or we're going to do vile sounds or magic. So, That's the thing. Again, they were anarchists. It's like, what were, and they knew we're all different. What might work for me is not going to work for you. They never had a one size fit all. And you could choose all these different lodges to find uh, the way to experience and get out of your head.
2: Wow. That sounds pretty cool.
0: Did they have any sort of take on what that, what that state was in relation to the, like, if they were looking at the world as, you know, the sort of weird, unreal simulation but all way back then did they because it almost seems in my mind and the you know i kind of come along those same thoughts where this is all like not really here and mostly empty space and these weird shit happens all the time when you think about stuff and so it's like the psychedelics seem to sort of half open that side up a little bit or maybe open the curtain a little bit did they i'm wondering if they had any theories on that because it sounds like they were kind of you know, way ahead of the curve and thinking of this as a big fucking, you know, reality as a simulation or.
3: Yeah, they certainly saw it that way. But if you read some, we're talking about the Egyptian religion. If you read some texts from like 300 or 400 BC, it does show the initiate taking these steps to suddenly leave your body. You didn't even have to be dead like uh, the other uh, Egyptian works and how you would travel through different layers of reality into sort of these astral realms, and you would meet these guardians, and these guardians you had to say different passwords or magical rituals to get your soul through it, and eventually you would commune, you might say, with the supreme intelligence, and then bring it down and be transformed when you got back to it, and the Gnostic rituals, again, it's the initiate, gets into an ecstatic a state of mind, He and like Again, you're talking about ayahuasca. I, when I did ayahuasca, it just it mirrors the Gnostic rituals, because when I did ayahuasca for like an hour or two, I am living uh, I am living hell. Every fear, every bad memory, every uh, a projection I had is coming to me, and the voices in my head. In the Gnostic rituals, when you start doing these rituals, you're going to the underworld and you're meeting Hades and Saturn and these demons, and they're tearing you apart. And you go through this, uh, this gauntlet, same with the mystery religion schools. And all of a sudden you start going up through the stars and you're going through different stars. When I did ayahuasca, it was actually the same. I started rising up through the universe and I could also feel my body leave the universe. And it was a sense of bliss and ecstasy that I'd never, uh, Belt. so uh there is to to summarize there's a huge uh parallel between the ayahuasca shamanistic ritual that what the gnostics were doing just as what the ancient egyptians were doing 300 years before christ
0: wow. that, that's interesting you mentioned like the code words or the passwords because like my last dmt experience when i first broke through there was like this you know almost that like The the same dude everyone talks about, you know, he kind of looks like Colonel Sanders, but way more down to business and way cooler and, like, kind of crazy psychedelic looking. But he said this word to me, like, twice. And it was a word in a language I'd never heard before, but he, like, it seemed important. And I've never been able to remember the word. And I'm wondering if you have ever heard anything like that, because I mean, ayahuasca and DMT are basically the same experience; just one's a little more prolonged. Or if you have any examples of what are those, what are those code words might be, because maybe reason. if you, maybe reason. if you, it's not reason for fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, you, if you said the word, I might be like. That was yeah, it. Yeah. And you could solve like a no
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: original, original recipe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <okay.
3: laughs> now that's a good one. The original recipe, the beginning well, of the, the the architect in the matrix kind of looks like Colonel Sanders, or I guess more like the. he
5: does. I think yeah. you're onto something there. <laughs>
0: Shit, mm. Maybe it was psychedelic architect.
3: <clears throat> <laughs> no, I never met that. I, I mine was completely different. I saw this horrible giant dark being he was the the abyss the void and i called him abraxas that's what used to be my sort of name when i started the show but it was a pure darkness swallowing all light into the world it was a complete void but i knew this being encompassed everything and swallowed everything then i got all chicken shit and sort of went down i think when i did it with my wife she encountered a serpent that was trying to uh Tell her these falsities, I guess you my wife being Catholic or not Greek orthodox, of course that would be the the cultural manifestation of what these entities would would appear like
2: hmm. interesting, so was that mother ayahuasca that she saw then probably I'm was, sorry, was that mother ayahuasca then like the the you know the typical dragon or reptile or
3: I think so. She actually, she was able to get the, ser- she laughed at the serpent and the serpent got mad and oh. it. <laughs> it just went away. Oh, wow. So it happens. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. I guess you'll, I'm going to find
2: your word one day Darren. I'm going to have to go back in. You're going to have to go back in. What was the word? Reason. Now? I think yeah. it's been what almost six
0: months. Yeah. The last time I was, I think I went in a little cocky and I came out a little humble and a little <laughs> nervous about going back in. But well, that's okay. Yeah,
3: yeah. I would love to do it again if I had time. It is a gauntlet. It is brutal. But the insights and the, the release is amazing. Yeah, more people should be on that shit.
0: I haven't tried the ayahuasca yet. That's going to be a totally different experience. Mine was more like getting hit by a fucking Mack truck. The <laughs> you know, ayahuasca seems a little bit more navigable.
3: It depends, too, When who prepares it, who's your teacher and guide. Uh, you, you have to have a good guide, a good group to do it, good structure, so you don't just completely go insane. So, it like anything, it depends who, who your teacher and your atmosphere. And, of course, like you were saying, go in with a humble heart. If you've got a lot of shit in your subconscious you're not working through, it's going to be painful, so... It depends. There's no two experiences that are the same that I've ever done.
2: So what's what's the Gnostic uh, viewpoint on this pandemic? Let's let's talk about it. Come on, no, it's from an esoteric from an esoteric point of view. I mean, this is like
3: (laughs) well, that's an easy one. I mean, the Gnostic view would be. Never believe the official narrative of anything, (laughs) even your own brain. No, that's not, you don't, you start default distrusting that somebody's lying to you. Somebody's feeding off of your ass. Somebody's exploiting you. Some, most things of this world don't have your best interest. Second would be, yeah, well, this is a world created by a mad God. So of course there are things out there. that are going to kill you uh, for no reason. So it would be a pretty dim view. (laughs) <laughs> but, uh, I think it's very positive because it always tells you, you have to go in uh, what did uh, Peter Gabriel singing the carpet crawlers. You got to go in to get out. You have to find what's working. You have to find the answers within you and be very critical of what's out there. And that would be it. What do you think, Vance?
5: Well, I look at everything and, um, I let the conclusions kind of bubble up to the surface because there's so much disinformation out there. That's the soul of Gnosticism, right? In other words, you don't believe this guy or don't believe that guy. Of course, I like to make fun of Fauci, Grouchy, Fauci, or Dr. (laughs) (laughs) Fauci. Because, you know, like I, I, but what I see is so much propaganda. That's I think a good Gnostic has to be trained in spotting propaganda because that's the way, you know, you're controlled from the outside, from the authorities. They use all these tricks. And, uh, one of the tricks is to manipulate through fear. Fear is very powerful. You know, uh, that's another, um, I mean, there was years ago, I kind of went through an initiation of, uh, what fear really was. And I don't know how it happened or how, what got triggered it, but it was like an initiation, but it was a real life initiation. I was working on a um, a dive computer that people would use to dive and decompress and all that stuff. And it was such a difficult project. I practically had a breakdown afterwards and after that something snapped and then I had no fear for about a month. I wasn't afraid of anything. It's not like I ran in front of trucks or anything, but um, it's, it showed me just how controlled I was by fear And after that, the fears, you know, faded back, you know, there was an end to it. And then I became more or less like I was, except that there's something extra up there now. Right now, you know, you know, it's like Maudib said, you know, the fear is the mind killer. So um, as far as the as far as the epidemic goes, um, it's coming out now that all the disinformation and I watch for the disinformation, the propaganda a long time ago. I worked with a fairly famous guy who started a very famous company. In fact, I worked with, he was my mentor in my youth and we were sitting in the airport one time and he had his paper open and I was just sitting there and I said, anything good in the paper? And he put it down. And he said, you see this paper? He says, everything in this paper, somebody paid to have here. And this isn't just a crackpot guy or a conspiracy guy. This is a guy that, you know, um, a well-known guy. I'm not going to mention his name, but uh, you would know. Bill Gates? Know. <laughs> nope. But uh, he's from Stanford. Okay. He's from Stanford.
3: Of course.
5: <laughs> yes. And they routed him out of his own company. So, you know, so, so that that's all the hints I'll give. But uh, um, yeah. And, and he was <laughs> no. probably more fam- about famous Iwaska. than him. <laughs> No, this guy, yeah, you wouldn't even have an internet if it wasn't for this guy. I like the
0: D reference. I mean, I find that Dune series is to be one of the better portrayals of the, like, hero archetype turning into a real asshole in the end. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. um, Where was I going to go?
2: Well, Um, I was going to go. I'll I'll jump in here. So, (laughs) I mean, a lot of the people we talk to, a lot of the people that listen to our show in the chats, our friends of ours here, they're kind of, you know, they're spotting this propaganda, they're spotting this misinformation they're realizing that, I mean, this is maybe some people that haven't realized how bad it was and now they're realizing how bad it's been. But what do you do from a, what do you, how do you take action from a Gnostic standpoint? Like, what do we do? Once you realize that we're in this sort of illusion, there's all this propaganda, you guys have a voice, we have a voice, but other people are asking me, like, how do we, you know, Mobilizer, how do we fight against this? You know they are Bill Gates is saying out there he's out there on the on this program saying until we vaccinate the globe, this is going to be regular life like what the fuck dude like we're not going to take your vaccine, your global vaccine like he's really out there saying you know he's going to vaccinate everybody so how what do what what what, what do, you know from a gnostic viewpoint what's the action look like, or
3: is there anything? well, I would say uh first, as I tell people. Pirates. You've got this. I mean, this is uh, this is perfect because as Gnostic-minded, we've always been outcasts and geeks. We have always been uh, social distance and quarantined by culture. That's why we leaned on science fiction, drugs, uh, skateboarding, uh, thinking Bruce Lee was the true messiah. I mean... We were made for a world for this world that now is entire. We, we saw through the insanity of thing. We suffered because ourselves, we had our own crazy minds to deal with. So this is uh, we're perfect for this. So the second thing I would say is, like I say, don't believe anything. Go inside and don't attack. You have to attack the fear, as Van said, because this uh, whatever is going on is amazing. I feel because. It really hits so many different fears and fear, as we were talking about, it's one of the things you lose after these mystery religions or Gnostic rites, because at the end of the day, one of the things you realize that all fear is, is wanting control. I'm afraid because I don't want to lose control of a person, of money, of my health. This is amazing because it hits us for all our fears, financial fear, health fear, our social fear, which is a huge one that nobody talks about. Isolating human beings where we can create egregores and connect with others. Huge damage, but it also strikes right at our fear. So if we just realize if we attack the fear, which is simply wanting us to control and we just let go, like Brad Pitt says in Fight Club, just let go and you'll have a near life experience. We're going to be fine. So in many ways, this world is ending and things probably won't be the same. But I think all of us here on the edges of town and the shadows, uh, again, freaks and outcasts, we really were made for this world and we can thrive in this world. I don't want to bring a corny AA saying, but sometimes it keeps you grounded. But as they say, when things are falling apart, it usually means they're coming together. So if you keep your eyes open, cut through all the bullshit... Don't trust and attack the fear and those, uh, your baser instincts, uh, things are going to work out.
0: Yeah. Well said. I like that. Don't go base kind of, uh, and the idea, I mean, the first hey,
3: go stoic man, go stoic. The Gnostics were part of that stoic, cynic vibe in the first century. Good time to go stoic.
0: The old Marcus Aurelius, um, I like the idea of looking at yourself first. That's sort of like you can you can only believe your own fucking thoughts half of the time if you're lucky. So how can you start believing like any of this other shit? Yeah. Like, well, yeah. Like the damn
3: is in your mind. You gotta you gotta go still. You gotta still yourself and separate what's real and what isn't real. And that's uh, that takes. Well, it really just takes uh, just sitting still and seeing things going around you. And you'll see with a difference. Just as it's easy to see how uh, the propaganda out there, which is all the media, is just so obvious.
5: Start feeling the hooks in your own mouth. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, it's
2: really, it's really bad. Yeah. I mean, but from all sides, I don't even know what to believe. When you see, you see people getting arrested for being too close together. I don't even know if I believe that now. I mean, or you know, don't the cops, you know, getting involved oh, and all. Yeah. It's on. It's on. It's also just measuring both sides, trying to be. Yeah,
5: right. It's true and it's false, right? I mean, it's like they want you to be afraid that's going to happen to you. But like they'll run around. I mean, the press has been guilty of this. They'll run around, like you know, you remember that thing where they were showing uh, uh, pictures of Italy and saying it was New York or whatever. They 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 uh, they make things up to make a point. Yeah. But then you know, it, it's manipulation, emotional manipulation to sell papers or to get viewers or whatever. It's it's always you know follow the money. And also there's more, you know, like uh, more people like Gates, who obviously to me has a messianic complex. He wants to save the world. And but he's been on record and a lot of other people are on record. Um, And this is the time I should bring up the dichotomy. There's one big dichotomy, the collective versus the individual right? Yeah, yeah, That's at the center of so many things. See, Bill Gates wants to save the collective at the expense of the individual, right? You know, I don't care how many people die of the vaccine or if not everybody's, you know, and, and I have to you know, take away people's freedom for their own good, you know? And this is the dichotomy. It's built into this world. We'll never escape it, but we can keep our eyes open and kind of dance around it if we're lucky. Maybe he's yeah. the antichrist. So.
3: We had we had (laughs) too many, too many. Yes, Yes. used to be Obama, and then it was Bush, and then it was the Pope.
5: No, if you just keep the number of the beast, ninety-eight Windows (laughs) ninety-eight.
3: Yeah, something I also like to say. There's a a saying from the Gospel of Tom of the Gospel of Thomas, which I think it it really hits in the crux of having good uh, psychology or mental state of being these days, and it goes, uh If you bring out what is within you, it will save you. If you do not bring out what is within you, it will destroy you. I think this is a good time for people to really get out what's inside of them. Because if not uh, this, it will destroy you. Your shadow will consume you. You will project on others. I mean, I tell people, if you're feeling insecure and want to scream out the window, whatever theories you have, just do it. Don't repress yourself. If you have a work of art, you might want just get let's get it all out there because again if we can empty ourselves what we empty we will see answers we will see what's in us that needs to be worked on so that's certainly something i suggest to people and i tell people if you want to email me and just vent all your frustrations because these are some intense times they're overwhelming times they're they're dark times and things are probably changing forever just let it out you'll be surprised how better you feel or what great answers you you'll have or what new things you might want to create. Maybe it's time for you to change course careers or create that work of art you want to do. There's opportunity out there.
2: Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. Yeah. It kind of leads me into what I wanted to ask you about next is on the last few of your podcasts, I've heard you talking about maybe doing more of a esoteric recovery or a Gnostic recovery type podcast. So it made me think when I emailed you, it was my, my 12th, uh, 12th year anniversary. Uh, so my awesome. sobriety date, and I've I've been reading this. I had this little weird epiphany the other day where I was reading the Secret Teachers of All Ages by Manly P. Hall, and and I realized in there, uh, uh Bracchus and uh, Adonis were resurrected on March 25th. Oh wow! And I was like, that is pretty cool that my sobriety date lands on these ancient mythic. I don't know what are they even considered gods or demigods or um, when they That'd were supposedly like... resurrected. I was like that fucking awesome
0: march 25th yeah March twenty fifth. that's the day the studio was smashed by the stolen suv
2: oh that's right was yeah. really? Yeah. yeah wow we were resurrected again day. maybe after that yeah holy day so um <laughs> so how what are your thoughts on on that then i mean because your last little little advice there was kind of very it was kind of recovery related a little bit as well i mean
3: oh you know. yeah for sure i mean uh My actually sobriety day and I just forgot was April 1st. I think when we're emailing, I told you about it, but I'm like, well, I can't go to a meeting. I can't get my stupid coin. So I guess I'm going to wait next when they reopen, I'm getting that coin, but yeah, eight years for me. And yeah, that's something I have definitely shared on my show. I think it definitely ties into Gnosticism and other esoteric systems. I think it ties into the work of Carl Jung and Carl Jung definitely had correspondence with Bill W. Bill W., through uh, indirect ways, was inspired by Carl Jung. I think the first, the second and third step are inspired by Jung, as they say. Yeah. So there is a connection. So I tried to share here and there about my experiences of recovery, what has worked for me, uh, try to reach out to people if they want to talk or uh, maybe I can show them different things that work for me and so forth. So I thought um, one of the extensions of the show would be a podcast or a venture call finding Hermes, because uh, as Richard Smoley said, uh, Hermes is the God of the mind, but he's also a trickster God. And that was on purpose because at the end of the day, as uh, Morpheus tells Neo, you're a prison. It's not, it's not a visible prison. It's a prison for your mind. Our minds really will create the greatest prisons, not being, locked in our apartments or in jails or whatever it really first starts with getting out of the prison that is our minds and being free in our heads and that means getting over addiction getting over fears getting over all the monkey thoughts in our heads so that's why i keep telling you. you gotta attack the fear first clear your head and then go out to fight uh, the powers that are out there suspending our rights because those rights are There is just, they are part of your divine spark. They don't come from anything of this earth and we can't let them take that away.
2: Wow. Are you thinking of doing that in a separate feed or just separate episodes? I mean, I know you've had a lot of people on already talking about, uh, I don't know yet. I
3: bounced it off with Vance. I don't know if it'll be a separate course, one-on-one video or another podcast, obviously a second podcast is, yeah, a lot of work. We already, (laughs) we're already pretty, yeah. Yeah. Pretty overwhelmed just putting out one show a week as it is. So yeah. yeah, again, the the god Saturn only gives you so much time. Yeah.
0: Is lockdown helping you get more podcasts out, or are you not locked down? Who's he talking to? You. Oh, uh, you're
3: talking you talking to me? Oh, you were looking at the I'm, screen. I'm yeah, talking he's, to
0: both at, he's, you.
2: he's kind of, he's, uh.
3: Oh, you're on this screen too.
0: You, you just can't see it.
3: Oh, okay. You're everywhere. <laughs> you're watching Dr. Fauci or something
0: like <laughs> I'm yelling at my TV. He's watching, he's
2: watching Dr. Fauci talking about the dangers of vaccines, which was very shocking that he actually spent so uh, much time telling us about the dangers that a lot of, half the population doesn't even realize that they're dangerous. <laughs> it could be like a perfect red pill for a lot of people.
0: Is Dr. Fauci the little Trump's little dude there? Yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't say little dude because that's like a hate crime. What was your question you. again? That's hate speech.
2: What was your question again? To Miguel?
0: What? I've already forgot what your question Oh, I asked was if lockdown was going to oh, help yeah, them yeah. get more content out.
3: Well, or if lockdown, you weren't locked I mean, down I mean, or if you're essential. If, uh, I'm still working during the day for my day job. Are you? So I, I, yes. Somehow they, they fired everybody and I have survived. So uh, I think it's a punishment, but uh, and even that I have, you know I have other freelance projects that I do. So yeah, lockdown has not not really changed my life too much. So
0: that's like grandma and I. With it started coming up for like, oh, we're gonna get all this extra content done, and now we're just like still working full time, and nothing's really. It just it takes fucking longer to go get groceries now, and everything fucking takes longer when I leave the house because I got to stand in a six foot square.
3: Really? But that's okay. I mean, Do you guys we, have to wear masks? No, uh, not no. yet.
2: No, no, it's pretty, there's not a lot of people wearing them. I mean, it's still fairly, seems fairly free and and somewhat normal out there besides, you know, standing in. I bought a gas mask a from
0: the army surplus store just in case masks become mandatory at the store. I've got a Soviet one because it looked the creepiest. And then I have a plague mask coming in on Friday. Oh, boy. So that me and my girlfriend can go to the store together the in case beak. you have to wear masks. Yeah, yeah it's got the beak in the whole nine yards, so we'll have a gas mask <laughs> and a beak.
5: Better be careful. They're coming in with six-foot beaks now. <laughs> They're kind Perfect. of hard to hold your head up.
0: <laughs> you just need, like, i seen Buddy that made a hat out of pool noodles, so he just had six-foot pool noodles all around his
5: head. <laughs> I path. saw that, yeah. yeah. I saw that. I feel but like those sure are guys. Wings. Those are
0: the guys that they are the heroes, the unsung heroes of the pandemic that are just sort of subtly trolling it.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you order the wings with the plague mask. That, that's the best combination of accessories. Look like a Kenku.
0: Right on. Well, before we, uh, before we start wrapping up, where can everyone track you down?
3: Track me down. I'm at my house under her. What's house your address? So, yeah. So I won't be going anywhere. So it's, uh... but no, the show is uh, a yum bite, which includes the podcast books, uh, information, social media, all that good stuff is at the God above God cam. And uh, yeah, that's where you'll find everything. Want to sign up to the newsletter or shoot me a message. We're always open and glad to hear from peeps who are tired of this illusionary world
5: nice Vance.
2: do you have anything to say
5: Uh, just it's been a pleasure being on the show meeting you guys and uh, I too will go back to my day job after this and uh, (laughs) fly a few satellites here and there
2: nice
0: right on well uh, keep up the good work gents stay safe
3: thanks doing what you're doing yeah I highly recommend fighting we've only started fighting keep
0: fighting the power or start yeah. fighting the power or whatever do something do something great. <laughs> honestly thanks for doing Get your the show it's,
2: it's one of the best podcasts uh, we listen to. I love it. I know I oh, say that you. all the time, but honestly like it's in top of my feet all the time so Revolver.
0: I just love thank your you. voice the most I enjoy all. it
5: yeah have ever you ever thought guys. about Good narrating?
0: Out. You'd be a great narrator. Oh, yeah, he saying. Reads,
2: yeah, he reads. He reads. Uh, his, his intros are like narrations. and Oh, all right? the yeah. chats are yeah, just yeah.
0: over and over and over about how fantastic your intros are. So don't stop there. Yeah, oh, well, thank You're you. Changing thank people's you. lives for the better. Yeah. And uh, yeah, keep up the good we work. We're humbled Miguel.
3: to be of service. Right we are humbled. Vance,
0: we love you. Keep up the good work and come back anytime. Thank you
3: very much. Yeah, let's do this
0: again. Fantastic, Okay, guys. okay. Thanks, guys. Good
2: night. Okay, bye, guys. Yeah.
0: And that was a chat with the guys from Aeon Byte. What'd you think brother? Yeah,
2: buddy, that was good. Yep.
0: You like that? Yeah. I've got so much in my head
2: of uh, ancient uh, mysteries and mythologies. It's, uh, I'm learning slowly, slowly, slowly. I'm learning lots. But I mean, his show is amazing. Like all kinds of awesome topics, magic and occult and mysticism and religion and recovery and like, it's a, kind of like ours in some respects. It overlaps, but you know, definitely ours is a little more conspiratorial.
0: There's always a little, little bit of overlap. It's a
2: little more mystical, you know. Wow, well, uh, yeah, great guests,
0: fantastic. You know, there's a huge amount of crossover. I mean, people have been asking us to have Miguel on the show now for years. I know. The first I can't time, believe it's been so long. The first time I talked to Miguel about coming on the show was 2017.
2: Yeah,
0: so it's three yeah. years ago, yeah. and we we were close. We were going to do it. I don't know what happened. Everything fell apart at the end or some, something like that. But, hey, it happened now. I mean, we'll do another one soon. Yep. Uh, right on. Big thanks to you guys for listening to the show. We love it. It'd be no fun doing the podcast if nobody was listening. So thanks for listening. We have been trying to get a little bit of extra content out. So <clears throat> hopefully you appreciate that. If you are finding a little bit of value from the podcast, <clears throat> I think this will be like number 416 or something like that. If it's adding a little value to your life and you can afford to send a little value back our way, you can do so over at growamerica.ca support. There's one-time donation options. There's monthly donation options. You can do Patreon, Stripe, PayPal, anything, whatever floats your boat. I think with the new PayPal thing, you don't even need to have a PayPal account to donate through PayPal anymore for you people that don't like having accounts. wow, That's been for a while now. I oh, think I mentioned it, it before, but... <clears throat> It's well, an option. I missed
2: it last time you said it.
0: So, so grandamerica.ca slash support. We don't have any other money coming in from anywhere else, so, uh, you guys are the only thing that keep us going around there, around here, grandamerica.ca slash support. Yep, there's other can, ways too, right? When you can. Oh in yeah, you ways, can, yeah. you can support the show for free and then just check out the show notes. There's like, review the show, share the show. Chats. Chats. There's swag. <laughs> you can, you I, can
2: email us, you can Twitter Darren, you can Instagram Graham, you can, uh,
0: leave reviews some yeah, places yeah, leave reviews yeah. you can send cookies to the p.o box please don't poison them and if they are special cookies we need to know because Ground is sober don't
2: yeah don't fucking send cookies that i'll eat unless i'm not like, gonna eat any cookies from the PO
0: box that's, that's it it's just, just too risky <laughs> <laughs> where are the chances is your business part all bets are off all the food <laughs> yeah. goes straight to there yeah. that's okay i don't mind i like food uh, so yeah, all that stuff, P.O. Box, that's also, in the show the notes. Also, the Black
2: Budget Feed's got some audio books in there that we're narrating. Got oh, some good audio books like in the Black Budget. If you can't afford cause you because to get access to the Black Budget Feed, you just got to donate anything. Any one time, any any monthly, anything at all. It's still value for value, but it's kind of, uh, kind of locked in a little bit. But if you can't afford it, just send us an email and we'll give you access.
0: Yeah, well, that's what I've been saying is we are just, we're giving a boy the black budget for free right now. Oh, because, like all, in general? Well, or? that's what I said since the lockdown started and everyone lost their jobs. Well, we kind
2: of always have said we that. We always have said that, but I've just it, started oh, okay, saying it okay, more okay, loudly. Okay, okay, yeah.
0: It's just, if you guys are at home bored and you got no money, just there's fucking some cool email us and we'll send you the link. And there's yeah. like a hundred hours of stuff. It'll keep you busy for a week. Yeah. Uh, just email If you need it, support us. If you you just go donate, it just automatically, bing, bang, boom. I mean, you could literally have the Black Budget feed within like three minutes an hour without doing anything but a couple of bucks. (coughs) All right. That's all I got. I'm losing my voice from the COVID. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next week.
1: up on the roof I don't believe you, where's your proof? You're scared obituary page we're all impressed with your six-figure wage it's time for your ego to take center stage take all your money to the grave we'll make sure to frame your obituary page